0: Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Mueller. She Wrote. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering Mueller She Wrote listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. And thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Mueller. She Wrote. Beta Brand has the pants to match your style. They have boot cut, straight legs, skinny, cropped, premium denim, six-button and wide leg pants in dozens of colors, patterns, and cuts. Go to betabrand.com slash ag and get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. And thanks to Best Fiends for supporting Muller She Wrote. Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike any other puzzle games out there. Best Fiends updates the games monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play.
1: This is Greg Oliar, the author of Dirty Rubles, and you're listening to Muller She Wrote.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, they and them, the City Winery in Boston is proud to introduce Muller She Wrote, and here's your host, A.G.
0: G I couldn't come here and not play the Dropkick Murphys. I couldn't do it. Uh, union fellas, I like those guys. Um, how are you? Thank you for dealing with Mike Pence traffic to be here. The fuck is he here right now? Go home. Is he here, is he here? Is he here? Is he here with mother? What a dick! I guess he was here signing up, like yeah, he like putting his name on the ballot with Trump in New Hampshire, right? Why? Why? I don't. Let's drive around Boston for a while. The traffic's great. They won't mind. They love me there. Uh, and Melania was here. I'm. I'm sorry. Being best, was she? here being best what a twat like I love that everyone at the hospital was protesting cause, cause apparently she was there to take pictures with small babies that are sick Get the fuck out Natasha ugh I just don't like her at all. I hope she's gone. Maybe that's why Pence is here, like to rescue her from all of the the terrible, angry protesters that, you know, make her life so hard. Um, I am so excited to be here. This is my first time in Boston, and I love your city. It is absolutely fantastic. I'm having a great time this week watching the trial of the Babadook. Roger Stone. He looks like the Baba Duke. <laughs> and the, I think the Baba Duke is like the representation of grief walking. So that's him. Really, if you think about it. That's fun. That's a fun. We've been waiting for years for that trial and it is not disappointing. He had the poops the first day. <laughs> Which should have been the Schadenfreude now that I think about it. Ha. <laughs> uh, dick. Probably because the EPA is all closed down and the FDA doesn't work so he got all sorts of food poisoning because they moved that was the USDA they moved from D.C. to Kansas City to get them to quit their jobs and Roger Stone got the poops. So that's what you get. Um, And uh, we're impeaching the president (laughs) Which is fantastic. I love that Nancy Pelosi felt she had to announce it, and then I think it's funny that they had to go and have a vote because the Republicans were still like, no. It's only impeachment if it comes from the impeachment region of France. <laughs> and I think impeachment started when uh, uh, Nadler and the judiciary filed for the grand jury materials in the Mueller case, which is now scheduled to start oral arguments next week. But when he filed that, he was like, yeah, we're doing this because of Article 1 powers of the Constitution. And I was like, oh, we're impeaching him. Fuck yeah. We were in Chicago. It was July. And everyone's like, no, not yet. (laughs) I was like, but it's the, okay. Everybody's very cautious. Nobody wants to get too excited. But that is not why we're here. We're here to be excited about the fact that he's being impeached, about the fact that Roger Stone's going to go to prison for, you know, probably nine days. But, I mean, (laughs) it's better than nothing. So, I'm so glad you're here tonight for Muller She Wrote Live. And now I would like to bring out for you with me today Jordan Coburn and Amanda Reader. Donny D's on the back, up. truck free, so put the crack up. No need for speed uh,
6: uh, 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 no on
7: Sparky Mark, dude. Is this. <laughs> Is he a, he's a Boston dude, right? Oh, okay uh yes just eh, eh. it's working Woo! hello is it working
0: hi okay. alright I can hear you
7: yay me too oh
0: you can't hear it so we'll talk into it I'm talking into yeah, it yeah right you got now. it check check <laughs> yeah it works check one two hi how are you guys doing hi great
7: yes we're good cold yeah <laughs> my I hands just, are so cold I'm just shivering
0: backstage like oh
7: god yeah. we're not in San Diego anymore it's so freezing
0: so no- she's prepping us for this trip, and she's like, just a heads up, guys. It's going to be in the 20s. And uh, we both go, we only have yoga pants. And um, <laughs> here yeah. we are. Yeah. I had a scarf for you to borrow. That's all we have AG in San had Diego. A yeah, a I had one scarf.
7: scarf. Scarves. Yeah. You didn't just own- wrapped around my body like a candy cane. Just <laughs> that's, that's all I have.
0: <laughs> You're like multi <laughs> with a scarf.
8: Did you not yeah. own a single solitary scarf or like winter hat or anything?
7: D- did I own one? Did, you, don't, you don't own any scarves no. or cold-weather clothing?
0: No. I have an ironic Cossack <laughs> hat that a fan bought me. Did you bring it? No. Ah. Oh. Takes up too much space. Yeah. Thing is like this fucking big, and it's got the ear flaps. Yeah. Hey. It's beautiful. Thank you.
7: Wait, isn't it a Russian thing? Yes. Oh, okay. But
0: this one, because <laughs> of the ear flaps and because it has plaid underneath, makes it look also half Canadian.
7: Totally. Yeah. It could be moose hair on your head. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Are there long-haired moose? <laughs> <laughs> Amanda? No. <laughs> no? Okay. All right, cool.
8: Maybe. I don't think so, though.
7: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like alpaca. Um, mm. Yeah. So, newest addition to Muller She Wrote in the Daily Beans, "Manda Reader." <clears throat> Thank you for stepping up. And doing this job, it is literally the best job I've ever had in the world, because you guys, like, I hear a lot, like, you guys come up to us and are like, this, you keep me sane. You keep me sane, and, it, and, and I, I have to say, 100%, it is a 2 way. street You do the same for us. So, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you.
7: <laughs> Boston is also very liberal, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, I, you may have, okay, we told this story in the San Francisco date, but when we got in a taxi in San Francisco, I thought that that was a liberal city. And the man asked what I do for work, and I told him. And he's like, Oh, what's the podcast about? And I said, The Mueller investigation, you know? And he goes, Oh, do you think he's think he's going to jail? And I was like, Trump? And he goes, No, Mueller. It's <laughs> like, Where are we right now? What? <laughs> it was San Francisco. And then so we get in the Uber here. And the guy asked what we do, and we're like, don't say anything, don't say anything. <laughs> we're like, oh, we just do a podcast. And he's like, okay, cool, cool. And then eventually, someone made a comment about, like, someone acting like a three-year-old. And he was like, yeah, he acts like Trump. And we're like, oh, thank Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's liberal here. We can talk about
0: it. So thank you for being awesome. It's cool to, cool to be here. You went walking this morning and saw... What, what old church was that? Do you know? I... old west church maybe is that old
8: sorry I, i went for a walk this morning and i saw this this old church that was full of like black lives matter and lgbt messages and like all of this stuff and i was exploring cities on foot is my favorite thing but um i haven't been to boston in 10 years and i'd forgotten what a great city it is and it feels like we're around our people which is nice in one of the pockets
0: of the country all right so, uh, ladies, have a seat. Um, I, we do have a great show planned for you. I actually wrote some things. <laughs> um, we've got corrections. Uh, we've got just the facts. We've got the
6: fantasy.
0: <laughs> there it is. But you got to the pour the beans? Pour some beans on it. What kind of beans? Thank you. That was "They Might Be Giants." Uh, we have a very spe- uh, we're gonna do. Oh, by the way, we're gonna do the Fantasy Indictment League. It's lit AF <laughs> these days. Like Matt Gates, people are going going down. Somebody, I think it was Joyce Vance. She's like, "Oh my God, the the impeachment inquiry is gonna be lit this week," and I'm like, "Either that or Matt Gates. will ha." guy's a dick. He he gives drinking a bad name. (laughs) I hate to make fun of people like that, but fuck that guy. Uh, Just for drinking. Uh, There's other things wrong with him. But we have a very special guest joining us for uh, the panel today. He's got the comfy chair here. Uh, Everyone, please welcome the author of Dirty Rubles, An Introduction to Trump Russia. Super genius, the incomparable Greg Oliar is here. (laughs) Crane girls really knock me out.
1: George is always on my mind. Thank you for calling me a super genius and not a stable genius, by the way.
5: <laughs> the
0: horse that just won at Santa Anita Kafifi, that's the stable genius.
1: <laughs> but we need drum kit in here. <laughs>
0: Did you say, are you drunk yet? Is that no. no. <laughs>
1: we need a bump bump. Oh. Was a, that was a... Uh,
0: drum kit. Oh. Oh, no. No, no, no rim shot good... sound effect. We can do the we can do the uh, SVU. That
1: was a good... There you go. Okay.
0: Okay. Is that good enough as a rim shot?
1: Yeah. It works. Donk, donk. works for me.
0: <laughs> How are you? <laughs>
1: uh, I am well, thank Drove you. Drove down
0: here from...
1: I came here from upstate New York, and... Um, Yeah, I wrote something about Pence, and Pence is apparently here in Boston, following me. You know, as he does.
0: Yeah, which makes me wonder if Giuliani and Rand Paul are around. (laughs) Because you also wrote something about them. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, But I am very excited to have you here tonight, um, especially because of these new pieces that just came out, and the fact that you got Red Paul, hashtag Red Paul trending again. (laughs)
1: People hate him so much. It's really...
0: <laughs> he actually makes Trump look tall. I think that's why he takes him out on the road with him.
1: The picture of them, it looks like a hobbit and a half-orc. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it totally does. Uh, I'm still holding the mic. I don't know why. Hold on. Get...
7: <laughs> Has it been solved yet if Trump is actually as tall as he says he is?
0: Uh, he is not as tall as he says he is uh, when you put him up next to people who are known to be six foot one.
7: Yeah. Someone should just chase him around with a tape measure, like, at all times. This is the best troll. Any public appearance. Just...
5: Is there...
6: What is
7: wrong Surprise with that? Surprise measurement. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
5: Do you need the help? drunk doctor Do
7: you need said, said awesome? he was
1: that tall, though, so... Oh.
0: <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> Um, so first of all Let's see uh, We are going to Kick this show off With my new favorite segment Corrections
5: It's a mistake
0: It's
9: hard for me to say I'm sorry Apologize. Shut
6: the fuck up <laughs>
0: I'm so glad you guys Get my references I don't It's a lonely <laughs> island Yeah <laughs> Do you get the Lonely Island reference? Oh, wait. Was no. that no? <laughs> I should. I just sometimes like to just ask her, do you get that reference and I'm not really referencing anything? Oh god. You
7: gotta like catch me lying easily there.
0: It's extra funny. All right, so let's see. Lois Swaffer. Not sure that it is illegal for Republicans to out a whistleblower. Definitely wrong. Check with someone who actually knows before you correct yourself. All right. I did. Did we check? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, it is not against the Whistleblower Protection Act unless the Inspector General um, outs you. But it is against labor law. There's like a labor law rule that says you can't make someone's work environment impossible to enjoy if you're a public servant. So it is illegal. It's just a hard case to prove, I think.
5: Huh.
0: <laughs> Priscilla still not chill though. Oh.
6: Was that, that sad music? The more you know? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Round of applause for our sound guy. <laughs> The extra special rub is our sound guy is also the CEO of Starburn's Audio. He's just is kind enough to come on the road with us and operate. The that sound. was the joke.
5: <laughs>
0: I highly recommend having a CEO as your assistant. <laughs> Everything gets done, it's amazing. Um, Priscilla Dahl says Charlotte's Web is more than an animated movie, it's a novel written by E.B. White in 1952. Fair. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder like do you listen to me at all like I, I get it though maybe she honestly thought i'd never knew it was a book i, do, oh. I don't i don't know if i did
5: <laughs>
0: that's fucking awesome <laughs> that one was for you um yes. so, carl meyer the term for dancing beside the car while it's idling and neutral is ghost riding the whip ah Yes. The whip being the car, and I think Ghost Riding is just a comic book reference. Yay, comic books. Okay. We were wondering about that the other day. And what is it when you're dumb and you get out of your car and you dance and you hit a pole? Um, that's Ghost Riding the Whip.
7: Those videos, there's always someone else accompanying that person when they're doing that, right?
0: In the passenger seat, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Terrifying.
7: It don't does. do that. Don't
0: do that. Everyone here's like, yeah, no worries. We're not going <laughs> to... Uh, Cameron Showalter says, Kevin and Bean on K Rock did Florida or Germany, not Loveline. Close though, since they are, were on the same LA radio station. So K Rock, I thought it was Loveline. They used to have this game called Germany or Florida, where if they, they would sh- have some fucking headline like, Man sticks head and own ass, farts twice. And you have to, <laughs> you have to guess if it happened in Germany or Florida. <laughs>
7: That's such a universal experience. How could you even tell? How
0: co-
7: <laughs> there are no educated
0: guesses there. It's a- and that correction came up during an episode where we were talking about how Trump is leaving New York to move to Florida. Uh, to be a Florida man. He wants to be a resident of Florida, I guess, because, I, I don't know, he's... Now, I think just today, um, Tish James announced, Attorney General for New York announced that she's finding them $2 million for their mishandling of <laughs> charities in New York... She tweeted it out. She added, nobody is above the law. I love that. But he can't run a charity in New York now um, because he's such a a good, perfect guy. And he gets probably taxed a lot there. He probably doesn't like that. And people there hate him. They've hated him for decades. Why do you think he's leaving New York?
1: He's leaving New York because he needs to establish a new residence so that Ivanka can run as his vice
7: president. No. Wait. So gross. Yes.
1: Because the president and the vice president can't live in the same state by law. Like what? Dick Cheney had to move to Wyoming officially so that he could be uh, Bush's uh, VP. Yeah.
7: I did not know that.
1: I'm just guessing. I don't have like inside information here. It's not going to happen, but that maybe it's, it, it's some calculus. And it's, No, seriously. The real reason is I think there's a law in Florida that prevents the government from seizing your primary residence unless it's worth more than a lot more than it would be in New York City. Yeah, but so he can go lacto, to Mar-a-Lago he and not have it... Before
0: he gets convicted of something?
1: I don't know. He, he thinks he can keep Mar-a-Lago if he moves there. That's, that's the logical reason. But the first thing I thought of was Ivanka's running.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, he can have Mar-a-Lago. There. Have you seen
7: their <laughs> omelet bar? <It's> ass. <laughs> I'd be cool if he just stayed there in house arrest for the rest of his life. That's cool with me. And Mar-a-Lago? With a shitty omelet bar?
0: He has an omelet bar? That's what that best. The <laughs> omelet bar, yeah. Yeah, and so we were like, okay, well the the uh a Florida man headlines are about to get really weird. <laughs> and then I started talking about the Germany or Florida game. Apparently it's Kevin and Bean, not Loveline. Okay, fine. That makes more sense because they're funnier than Adam Carolla. Um I only don't like him because he says women can't be funny, so fuck that guy. Uh, Andrew M., he says, very minor correction. In the Mueller memos, Jordan says Aaron Sorkin directed The Social Network. However, David Finches directed The Social Network. Aaron Sorkin wrote the film. Yes. Fin- Fincher. Wait, so
7: I was going to say it's Fincher, right?
0: Yes. Typo. Fincher? Typo. I think so. Yeah. Typo. I think so.
7: I've heard of David Fincher. I've never heard of David Finch's. Yeah. Typo. But what have I heard? Who I knows? I fixed it.
0: I corrected it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the corrections. We uh, self-correct here. Cool. <laughs> an anonymous <laughs> correction. Just to let you know, Dennis Lemieux explained it best when he said, Well, um, icing happens when the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, you know. Nobody there, you know. My arm <laughs> comes up, then the game stops, then they start up. <laughs>
6: Like, that was p-
0: when we were trying to figure out because uh, you had said, "Well, that he should go to a uh, was it a NASCAR game? <laughs> no, a UFC game. You called it a UFC game. I'm so sorry." And <laughs> I don't sports. So, so we're like, we're we can Canada hockey, right? Explain icing, and none of us could. Um, so there you go. We got the uh, Dennis Lemieux explanation. <laughs> Dennis Cup says, I'm a former ring announcer. Uh, That's the guy in the suit introducing fighters. Mixed martial arts equals football, baseball, hockey. It's the name of the sport itself. UFC Mm -hmm. is one of many brands that promote it. It's a league. UFC, Bellator, Strikeforce are promotion brands, and many have exclusive deals with individual fighters to not go fight in other organizations. As for fighters and their political allegiance... Most fighters I know have taken endless hits to the head which makes them rabid Trump fans.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rebecca H. says during a recent episode Jordan mentioned something being in cement. What she really meant was concrete.
6: <laughs> Boy.
0: I hope for like legal corrections and stuff. <laughs> Uh, cement is a fine powder and a component of concrete the others being water fine aggregate aka sand and coarse aggregate aka about one inch size rocks to call concrete erroneously as cement is a common vernacular but it drives all of us structural engineers and construction workers bonkers that's so funny (laughs) thanks Rebecca H (laughs) yeah here's to being an expert in your field and having shit like that drive you bonkers I feel you yeah that is fascinating. Yes, I know.
6: <laughs> yes, I, mean Twi- I get Twitter about healthcare.
0: <laughs> I have a PhD in public health. That's what I've done for the last, you know, uh, 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 of my life, many years. <laughs> and somebody be like, "No, you don't even know." <laughs> yeah, brah, I know. <laughs> so that's always fun. So I feel her, and so I'm glad that she made that correction. Yes, me too. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. This is my favorite. Joe Baker says, when calling a cowardly person a pussy, you are using the shortened form of uh, pusilliant, which means cowardly, not vagina. (laughs) Therefore, calling Mitch McConnell a pussy ass bitch is not vagina shaming.
8: I'm so happy to hear that. It's my favorite one. Yes.
7: But... For that to check out, there would have to be a different origin story for the pussy usage for, like, vaginas, you know? Like, what is the origin of, of that? It might be that. The same thing? <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. I just thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, like, any kind of explanation, like, well, you know, and you push the glasses up, that never works for <laughs> woke people. You're like, no, you just can't say that anymore. And you know what? Fine. If it hurts your feelings, I won't die on that hill. Yeah. Um, dude, I will die on the dude hill. I have been told stop using the word dude. I'm not going to do it. Wait, why? It's, well, oh, to not me, gender it's neutral. genderless.
8: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Dude is everyone. Diego. Dude is genderless in San Diego.
0: Yeah. it's. Just, I think it's Sandy. You guys are like, what? <laughs> uh, dude. San Diego. That's all we say. Dude. I,
7: I also remember learning in elementary school that dude refers to an elephant's butt hair and... <laughs> No, i that's very hard to believe though that someone
0: <laughs> would have named that the shit.
7: singular like who was referring to a single
0: butt hair on an elephant i, I remember that urban legends pre-google <laughs> yeah you remember yeah. you're like what uh somebody got their pumic- stomach pumped from elton John semen yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to wonder things
7: Can't relate. <laughs> Gosh. We called them rumors. Yeah, or just the millennial peanut
0: gallery over here, just like trolling you. <laughs> okay, finally, a letter from a Chad. You might hear us often to refer like a like a room full of like douchebag, beer guzzling Matt Gaetzes as uh, like a group of chads you you might hear us say look at all those chads we got a letter from a chad and he says i love your podcast i flew all the way from idaho to new york city to meet ag in march it was great to meet you both you are even more entertaining in person i can't tell you how much i love to listen to the news with swearing thank you for all you do i also have the unfortunate experience of having the worst millennial name ever chad (laughs) I hate to admit it, but most Chads deserve to be ridiculed relentlessly. Some of my fellow Chads have ruined our name with popped polo collars, frosted hair tips, and everything Ed Hardy. Some are even apparently corrupt officials in the Trump administration. Trust me, I get it. So I wasn't offended when you disparaged Chads in your recent episode. You were preaching to the choir of Chads. <laughs> One day, I would like to have a shout-out as the one good Chad. (laughs) My man. (laughs) Could you please make this happen? I wish I had a soundbite to point to my friends and fellow debate nerds as evidence that I can be separated from a larger group of Chads. (laughs) I am not a douchebag, and I even suck at playing the sports. I like Amanda. I was a debate nerd in high school, all four years of undergrad. I have never had to worry about being too cool for anything in my life. Thanks again from your biggest fan and Muller junkie, one good Chad. (laughs) (laughs) So Chad, Judy, here's your shout-out. Let's talk about your last name, Chad. It's Judy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. One good Chad, everybody, Chad Judy. Oh, he says, P.S., thanks for sharing. This is nice. He says, thanks for sharing about your father. I appreciate listening to stories of veterans. I'm grateful for the freedoms, their service and sacrifices have provided me. Also, AG, thank you for your service. I'll be thinking about you and your family this Veterans Day. That was very nice. What a good Chad. (laughs) He's a
7: good Chad.
1: So he's the hanging Chad? Yeah, he's the the hanging
7: hanging Chad. Chad. (laughs) Statistically, we must have a Chad in the audience tonight. Where's the Chad? All right. No? No? Really? No chads?
6: Awesome. No
0: chads. Good job, Boston. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are corrections. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be right back. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Mueller, she wrote. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and your career. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain a new professional skill, Skillshare helps you unlock styles and strategies today's creators need to know. What I love about Skillshare is that every class has a project that lets you practice and get feedback, allowing you to learn by doing and putting your skills to use. Skillshare enables you to collaborate with a growing community of over 7 million creators I want to take a class now on Adobe I hear you can make extremely quaint houses My next class is going to be a class on Adobe so that I can learn some Photoshop skills and some illustrator skills so that I can make new infographics for the show. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Mueller She Wrote listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash AG. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash AG to start your two months now. Skillshare.com slash AG. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's going to wonder why you laughed. Um, So right now, we have taken our uh, segment about the news, and we've turned it into a quiz show, so let's play Just the Facts. I'm going to ask you each questions. We used to do this thing where if you got the question wrong, I would make you wear a, a MAGA hat. But that was over two years ago and back then it was funny haha and it's gross now right so i can't do it anymore i i we threw away the maga hat i can't even it's become like a a symbol of hate it's become like a a kkk hood or a swastika. it's gross it's fucking gross um sorry if you have one (laughs) no hat shaming we should we should have a I apologize segment for everyone we shamed in a week um Amanda, the first question belongs to you. Who is planning to roll out a report on the oranges? Our not-at-all-corrupt Attorney General, William Barr. Yes. Bill Barr is planning to roll out a report on the origins of the Russian investigation by Thanksgiving? Okay. No one asked. Uh, yes, Attorney General Barr, he's been traveling the globe looking for ways to discredit the oranges of the Mueller probe. Uh, he's been to Australia to try to get them to say Alexander Downer somehow made up the story about Papadopoulos. He's been to Italy to try to connect Mifsud to U.S. intelligence by way of Italian intelligence, but Italy said, nah, brah. Mm. He didn't work for us. Does MIFs, Has anyone heard from Mifsud still? Uh, no, they've showed some depositions in Italy from last year, I think, yeah. that, but they weren't current, and so I, I think he's still missing. Mm, creepy. Anyone know where he is?
1: I'm auditing his class. Isn't he a professor?
0: Yeah, you're auditing his class? <laughs> he's a professor of mystery. Uh, no, uh, so Barr, and then Barr went to the UK to try to do who knows what the fuck. But the UK intelligence officials were like, it's nothing like we've ever seen. He's basically asking us robustly to help him discredit his own intelligence agencies. Uh, it's bananas. And, and also, parallel to this investigation that he's doing... The inspector general is conducting a separate investigation into the origins of Russia, the Russia investigation. Uh, The IG, the the inspector general of the Department of Justice is Horowitz, and we've already got information that he interviewed Chris Steele and found him to be extremely credible and fascinating. And uh, he's like, Whoa, you should have heard what he told me. And then we're like, what? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And so we don't know. (laughs) But that hasn't come out yet. It was supposed to come out in September, then they rolled it to October, now it's November. It sounds to me like it's being held back because it looks bad for Trump. Much like how we haven't seen the Inspector General report into the New York FBI field office uh, with regards to the Hillary emails and the Wiener laptop. That was due out last year. And we still haven't seen that. I don't think Barr has anything. I think... Uh, I, I, so I'm just very interested to see what he releases around Thanksgiving. Whatever it is, Trump must think it's good enough to keep Barr around after Barr refused to hold a press conference announcing there was nothing wrong with the Zelensky call. <laughs> Can you believe he fucking asked Barr, I need you to go out on television and tell everyone that I'm awesome.
7: <laughs> I think when they finish the report as a punishment to Nunes for being such a stir, they should make him publicly read the whole thing. Because he's, like, one of the biggest proponents of this turning out to be, like, a lot of corrupt stuff, right? So it would only be right.
0: Yeah, I'm. so I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I have to wonder. I don't think he has anything. I think he's very frustrated, Barr. So what could he possibly, and the, the inspector general's like, I'll put out, I'm done, everything looks good. And Barr's like, no, sh- sh- keep it. I, it. Like, what's happening? What's going on?
1: I guess it's one of those things, like, where, you know, they can selectively edit video to make anybody say anything. Maybe they can selectively edit transcripts from these interviews with these agencies to make it appear that... Who the hell knows? I don't know what he's up to. I'm actually surprised that he didn't go on TV and say that uh, Trump was innocent.
6: Well,
0: he did release that thing that said that uh, they weren't going to do an investigation into the call uh, and that there was no federal criminal legal liability as far as campaign finance violations rules went, right? He did say that, like this... And there, like. This narrow of a thing was not wrong, and we're not going to investigate it anyway because we don't think anything's the matter with it. I think that's as far as he was willing to go, and Trump wanted him to go further, and he wouldn't do it, and normally, Trump would get pissed about this kind of thing.
1: And normally, Barr would do it, so that's the other thing. I mean, Barr is the cover-up guy, and has been for years and years and years.
0: But I think, and don't get me wrong, this guy's an asshole, and he's very corrupt, but I think as soon as... The call came out and he was named several times oh, yeah. in, in the call and, and Trump's like, oh, just get with my attorney general and just starts telling everybody what he's doing and what he's up to and got dragged into it. I think Barr got pissed. I think he got upset. And so this is kind of like what's happening with John Bolton. Like when two assholes get mad at each other, <laughs> you're just like, just beat the shit out of each other in front of me. That'd be great. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of what's low key going on.
1: It's like when they tattle tag on Twitter. Like, I'll write something about Rand Paul, and somebody will at Rand Paul. It's like that. Like, Trump added Bill Barr in the Zelensky call thing. He did. Yeah, just to make him aware, just to bring him into it.
0: He did. And Barr's like, dude, subtweet me on this. And he's like, no. I am having a hot flash. I got a new... (laughs) Uh. Subtlety is my specialty.
6: <laughs>
7: Do you really think Barr is a never-flipper? Like, he will never flip on Trump? Because it seems like he cares more about being in a position of power than he would care about Trump specifically. So if he flips, he could conceivably not have an entire career ruined, maybe? I don't know. For-
6: I think
0: it's too late. I think it's already past the time that Reek burned the kids for in Game of Thrones. They burned kids? Remember when Greyjoy burned the children? What? And he was like, I it. can't go back now. I'm too big of an asshole. I burned children. And that was it. I think Barr burnt the kids already. Oh,
7: God. Yeah.
0: Point of no return. They're going to take a clip of you saying that
7: and say that this is what the liberal news media does. <laughs> <laughs> say that, Bar burned children.
5: <laughs> uh. oh,
0: that's great. Yeah, Greg, question number two. What top Pence aide testified today in the impeachment inquiry?
1: Jennifer Williams.
0: Yes, you got it. Jennifer Williams. She's a career diplomat on loan to Pence's team. She is not a Trump appointee, so she agreed to testify today. And in early reporting, we were hearing that she told investigators that she was, uh, or during her uh, testimony today, she told investigators she was on the call, and she found the call to be unusual because it was political in nature. She did not raise concerns about the call with her superiors. She also testified she never heard Pence mention anything about investigations into the 2016 election, Burisma, or the Bidens. Nor did she know of any request from Trump to Pence to bring up investigations during the meeting he had in Warsaw with Zelensky. That's what she testified to today. Uh, I don't believe her. She made uh, notes of the call in her nightly notes uh, when she, because she was on the call and she made the notes and she said she made those notes to get her nightly notes that she gave to Pence, but she doesn't know if Pence read them. She also had limited information about why military aid was being withheld from Ukraine. She was puzzled by it, but she says she was kept in the dark about the decision-making process. Kept in the dark is interesting. That could come in handy later. Uh, She said she stayed in her lane and she wasn't pushing to understand why aid was withheld. She did suggest that she thought withholding the aid, could be tied to what she heard on the call. <laughs> so she seems like useless witness. I don't think we'll see her in public. Probably not
1: possible. a very good employee either. <laughs>
0: no, like. Like, I, don't, I never heard anything. I don't write anything down. I wrote down that. Maybe he read it. I don't, yeah. don't
7: know. Yeah, what are night notes? It seems like those are things you should take sooner than night. <laughs>
0: Right, Nightly like, let me, let me
7: write down the details of the day at the very end before I fall asleep. I imagine so there's, understand. like, a like a, a moon with some bats, and,
0: like, she <laughs> <laughs> uses some Night clip notes. art or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, how... Well, we're going to talk about Pence a little bit later in the show, and I'm going to ask you, because I, I don't understand how he stayed so insulated from everything, uh, because he is... I don't see how he could have not known anything about this, or Russia, yet that seems to be what everyone thinks, and it's just odd to me. So we'll get to that in a second, because you just (laughs) did a whole piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, we recently got a massive dump of 302s, which are reports written up from FBI interviews from the Mueller investigation, including interviews with Gates, Bannon, and Cohen. They were released as part of a Freedom of Information Act request filed by two media outlets. Name one of them. BuzzFeed. Yes, BuzzFeed. Yay, go BuzzFeed. Congratulations to BuzzFeed and CNN for... Seriously, badass. ...getting the underlying Mueller materials before Congress did. (laughs) And then my favorite fucking part is they hand over all these 302s, and then the FBI tweets them out. Here you go. Well, You just want to tweet the rest of those out, assholes? Bunch of dicks. Like, they could do it any time. Uh, So, yes, BuzzFeed, Jason Leopold, and the other FOIA request came from CNN. We learned a lot from these dumps. Most importantly, we learned the idea that Ukraine was involved in the 2016 election interference in a complex triple-cross operation with the Democrats to frame Russia. Did you know that? (laughs) Well, that is actually a conspiracy theory that's going on right now. You know, that's what Trump's trying to push. It's one of the things Trump was trying to trade military aid and a, a White House visit for was to get Ukraine to say the Democrats were working with Ukraine to frame the Russians. And it was actually them, the Democrats in Ukraine, that somehow hacked themselves. And in a triple cross. Okay.
7: Well, the Republicans fuck themselves all the time, so. Ah.
0: Uh,
6: I can say
1: it.
0: So this. <laughs> yeah,
1: are you saying? Are you saying that's not true? I mean, the, the whole point of the op was to make sure that Hillary Clinton wasn't president. That's what the Democrats wanted all along. Good Was job. for Trump to be president instead of Hillary.
0: High five, huh? Democrats! You kept Hillary yeah. out of the White House. And so, so that whole thing is happening now. That's a conspiracy theory that's happening now, and that is something that we learned in these 302s that Manafort has been pushing since 2016. That And they called it, um, they said, what they call it? An inside job theory. That's the inside job theory. So that, it's been around for a while. Uh, what I personally was looking for in this dump was uh, the Gates testimony because he said that Trump had foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks dump after he told Mueller in his written answers that he had no foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks dump. Of course, Stone's name is redacted in these... Uh, 302s, uh, I, I, I should say I don't know whose name is behind that. It's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the grand jury materials case is now stuck in appeals, but we have the Roger Stone trial happening right now, and we may see that evidence come out in that trial. So that would be fantastic.
6: <laughs>
0: Yay. Amanda, who appeared in a 60 Minutes interview before being deported to Russia? Maria Butina.
7: <laughs> I oh,
6: God.
0: need to Somebody watch that.
7: Oh, God. I haven't watched that yet. It's from when she was yeah. still, like, serving time, too. Mm. So, it's extra sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is she wearing a jumpsuit in the interview? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even let her put on a sweater vest, dude. She just But had she's got a it, like,
0: tucked in, sort of tied up around her waist, sort of belted a little bit, like Orange is New Black. Yes. Rolled
7: up in the sleeves. Nice, make it cute. Rough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not really. She deserves it. <laughs> she does (laughs) does she not right are we all in accordance on that right right okay cool okay (laughs) I was like am I alone here okay
0: cool so Jordan tell us about how that interview went
7: Uh, yes so it's very on brand with everything that she was saying before during and after her sentencing which is the same questions that she's always been getting and, and she's saying the same thing which is I was not a spy I was merely engaging in social networking she says, uh, which is a weird way to go about it, uh, <laughs> how she was doing that. I think the, the the my favorite part of the interview, though, was people's reactions to it. There was a man named John Demers, the assistant attorney general for national security, uh, said that Butina's interview with 60 Minutes was a masterpiece of disinformation. And he said when she he's talking to the reporter, he says when she was talking to you in your interview, her audience wasn't the American people. It was Vladimir Putin and all the people in Russia who are going to decide her fate when she goes back there. So I think that that's pretty on point, and that matches the tone of the interview. It's it's very, like, not substantive, basically, for anyone that's been following this. It's the same thing. There's really nothing new in it.
0: Yeah, and did you see when she landed, she got a giant bouquet of flowers uh, in Russia, and she walked mm-hmm. out to the crowds, and she's had flowers...
7: Yeah, one of, the, uh, one of the things she said was, I never sought to influence your policies. I came here on my own because I wanted to learn from the United States and go back to Russia to make Russia better. Yeah, hmm. apparently she thought guns were the way to do that, and it's like, maybe <laughs> maybe she should have brought back the First Amendment instead of the Second <laughs> to their country. That would have yeah. been a better thing to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Wrong amendment.
7: Yeah, wrong amendment.
0: (laughs) Very good. Uh, All right, let's see. Greg, which judge just ruled the Mueller grand jury materials must be handed over to Congress?
1: Um, You're going to have to tell me because you wrote it here and then you told me that this was wrong. I can't remember. (laughs) So you don't know then? Um, I'll know when you tell me. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's Judge Beryl Howell. Beryl.
1: Beryl. Yeah. yeah.
0: And she's a badass. (laughs) She's a patriot. She's a judge. She's a wonderful, wonderful human. Uh, I love Beryl Howe. She ruled, basically, she said, uh, Yeah, I was going to no, say Meryl Streep. I Meryl knew it was Streep. something. Judge Meryl Streep. <laughs> which is kind of what Trey Gowdy looks like these days.
5: <laughs>
7: That's so offensive to Meryl Streep.
6: That's so yeah, sad. I should say Meryl Streep
0: and Death Becomes
7: Her.
6: <laughs>
0: so, uh, Beryl Howe ruled that. They have, DOJ has to hand over the grand jury materials. She's like, you're dumb for not. Do it now and do it fast. And so she said she gave until October 30th, the Department of Justice, to hand over the Mueller stuff. Immediately, Trump filed uh, for an emergency stay, or the Department of Justice, the administration, filed for an emergency stay and an appeal. And I was confused because what happened was the Beryl Howell... Well, it was a weird series of events because the appellate court put out a thing saying we need an, uh, like a temporary hold on the stay so we can read this and figure out how full of shit you are. And they gave it, they gave him until, uh, November 5th to file replies. And then judge Beryl Howell denied the stay. And so I was like, what's going on? And then I found out that he, they filed two, uh, motions, one with Beryl Howell and one with the appellate court to stay for an emergency stay. Judge Beryl Howell then denied the stay and she did there because there's a, like a four pronged test I call them the four burdens which is my own language and many lawyers have said don't do that um, <laughs> but you have to prove that first of all that the, they you know that you could win on the merits and that it would do irreparable harm if this stuff was released those are the two critical things and then you have to something about public interest there has to be public interest and you have to make sure that it doesn't harm the other party who wants the stuff and So she went through all four things. We did it the day before, and I'm like, I don't see how this meets any of these criteria. And Beryl Howell said, you know what, A.G., you're right. (laughs) And she said, your merits are shit, uh, and there's no harm to you because of grand jury secrecy rules in in Congress. And those are the two critical ones. And she says, honestly, your merits are so bad that that should blow the entire motion. Right there, but if you want, I'll tell you why the other three things suck too. So she did, (laughs) and she denied the stay, and I think that that was really a a good idea uh, that she did it so quickly because now the appellate court can look at that because they're still considering the stay. However, now they have said that they have scheduled arguments for the actual appeal, and it's next week. It's going so fast, and they just uh, figured that out today. So I'm really excited about that and Department of Justice has said that uh, both sides have said we need to change it to the 13th and the 14th because of some scheduling conflicts, so we get oral arguments on the 13th and the 14th, and we have uh, public hearings in the impeachment starting on November 13th, and your birthday is November 13th, and your birthday is November 13th, and so November 13th, it's going to be a day... (laughs) It <laughs> was also
1: the day that Oscar Madison got, or Felix Unger got thrown out of his apartment by his wife and went to live with Oscar Madison
5: <laughs>
1: On November 13th Oscar Madison, it's
5: yeah.
0: For once a reference, I'm too young for oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least I know who they are Alright So, I don't know. I hope that they get the grand jury materials, but they seem to be, like, really fast-tracking this... Yes? (laughs) They seem to really be fast-tracking this impeachment. Uh, I think they want to do it by Christmas. I think they should hold off till January February so that they can get these grand jury materials, but I don't know if they think that they need them. Uh, I've been reading the transcripts. I think that it's pretty damning evidence, and it's all impeachable. It's, It's called bribery and extortion. Um, and we should use that language by the way instead of quid pro quo I think quid pro quo is a purposeful they were utilizing that purposefully uh, to confuse its, you know the, their base it's reflexive control it's the same thing they did with the word collusion and it's just it's bribery it's fucking bribery <laughs> it's, it's goddamn extortion <laughs> you should use the expletives um
1: Bribery with our money, though. Yeah. Not even with his own money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have any money. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> with taxpayer money bribery.
0: Taxpayer's money is all the money he has. Yeah. That's all. That's it. And his donations from his base. Um, Jordan, who did not show up for his deposition in the impeachment inquiry today?
7: Uh, that would be Mr. Bolton.
0: Yes. Half man, half mustache, John Bolton. Yes. <sighs>
7: it's so bushy. It's
0: really That's where the secrets are. Right? What... Wh- The answers. That man
7: has a hipster-ass mustache.
0: We were talking about that is the secret system. That's the code word classified system. They just hide it in Bolton's (laughs) mustache. (laughs) 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 He actually said today if he were subpoenaed, he'd take it to court. Um, So I can't tell if he's being a prickly dick or if he was waiting for the uh, McGann thing to come out. So if you guys remember Kupperman... uh, is his number two, and Kupperman got a subpoena, and then the White House told him you can't do it, so he said, well, I need a third opinion, so he filed a suit with the court, petition the court, saying, you tell me what to do. If I got two of the three branches telling me what to do, I'll do it. And it, it, it turns out uh, that was going to take too long to go through the courts, so the House withdrew Kupperman's subpoena and said, tell you what, we don't have time to wait, even though I'm pretty sure that judge was like, dude, you got to go. Uh, but it, they just don't have time to wait. So they were—they said, what you should do instead is find whatever they decide in the McGann case. Because that will be decided any day now. And so Kupperman, I don't know if they've agreed to that or not. But I, I had a feeling whatever Kupperman decided to do, Bolton would decide to do. Because they have the same lawyer. So... But Bolton has said, if you subpoena me, I'll take it to court, just like Kupperman did. So I don't know if he's being a, a dick, like I said, or if he's just saying, he, you know, he'll he'll show up if if they say McGahn has to show up. I think that might be the case. But but they're already sort of plowing past that. Does it seem like that? Does it seem like they're like, we have enough. Go, go. Go, go, gadget impeachment. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay. um, so.
0: If...
7: If the court does not rule in our favor, uh what d- like can Congress still exercise just their power as the Congress to make someone come in or like to hold them in contempt?
0: Well, you'd have to do contempt through the Department of Justice, unless mm. you went fucking old school on their asses and took them down to the jail in the basement of the Congress and find them.
7: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that.
0: (laughs) I'm so into that. Is there actually a jail in the basement? Everyone's like, oh, that's a little radical,
7: AG. (laughs) Right? Is there? There actually is there there actually
0: one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Hell yeah. It's like a little cell still. But now, but also (laughs) I've heard that that is a legend, an urban (laughs) legend. Uh, But I think I've seen a picture of it. I'm not sure. Fucking lock them up at the Hilton. I don't give a shit. Just yeah. detain them.
7: There has to be bunkers there of some kind.
0: Find them. Yeah, and I know Adam Schiff was saying to the State Department, uh, you know, we're we we can we're the appropriations in the House, and we can take away your salaries, but they haven't done that yet either. So I say get on that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I've I've had a lot of lawyers be like, no, we haven't done that for a hundred years with inherent contempt. You have to go through the Department of Justice, and I'm like, these are crazy times. Yeah.
7: It is a ridiculous thing to do, but like you said, it's like all of this is so ridiculous. I do think that the court, though, is going like, to come with the decision that we're hoping for. It does seem that way, like you said. So The there court go, is just... not
1: going to go the other way. If the court goes yeah. the other way, that will be a moment that we take to the streets, because that will yes. mean that the rule of law is
0: dead. Right. Yes. Or... I
6: don't know. <laughs> we... <laughs>
7: We don't discuss these sound bites at all before, so they're yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a surprise to us every time. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What was? What is it? Oh, oh, God. was it Mortal Kombat? Nothing. That? I know. Wait, that's the, is that the okay, game? I get it. I get it. Is that it. the video game? Where you just press like every button that you can furiously just
5: to—is <laughs> that the game? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just how like like how I play Dance Dance Revolution.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you're right. And the other thing that would be a problem is if the like, for example, if in the Mueller case they said you must hand the Department of Justice, you must hand over the grand jury materials and the Department of Justice does what it has done with the FOIA request and slow rolls it or doesn't put out the complete thing or it doesn't hand it over at all, that is also a breakdown of the judiciary. We haven't gotten to the point where our, our executive is effed is Uh, and the Department of Justice is messed up, but our judiciary has held so far. And until that last piece of the puzzle falls...
1: Yeah, it's not time yet.
0: It's not time yet. And
1: hopefully we won't get there. About that inherent contempt business, I think all they have to do is arrest one of these people and put them in a cell for an hour, and they'll all file in so fast, you won't know what hit them. They're all a bunch of, and I'm allowed to say this now, pussies. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was like when Epstein went to jail. He's like, no, 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 this won't do at all. Uh, I need the door open. I need a TV in that room. I need to be able to go home for 12 hours a day, and I need the, uh, you know, uh, underage uh, girls. Yeah, female lawyers to come
7: visit me at all hours of the day. What a dick. Yeah.
0: Fuck that guy. Should we do a Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself joke, or? Nah.
7: It's implied. I feel like, it is implied at this point. Everyone's, say, everyone's saying it, so.
0: I will say this. I don't think he killed himself. I do think he... Whoa, see? Uh, <laughs> I think he died by suicide, though I really am loving these memes. <laughs> yeah. They make me laugh. As long as they don't like belittle the victims and the survivors and what they had to go through. The weird thing about the theory that
7: he did not kill himself is that it draws in people from both sides it's a very like bipartisan explanation (laughs) (laughs) because yeah they'll be like a friend will be like oh yeah he didn't kill himself i'm like oh okay yeah you think some crazy shit happened with like all the people that he was rolling with and they're like yeah like clinton (laughs) the clintons killed him
6: If it
1: was like a a show, it would be like the Trump people would say the Clintons did it, and the Clinton people would say that the Trumps did it, and at the end of the show, it would be like um, the Queen of England did
6: it.
7: (laughs) Yes, and then Putin is just sitting there with like a hairless (laughs) cat.
0: (laughs) He needs a mustache that he can He really does. Um, All right. Thank you so much for uh, doing just the facts and a quiz style with me. I really appreciate it. Hey everybody, it's AG. Thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Muller She Wrote. Three words, best pants ever. Beta Brand makes the dress pant yoga pants that they're the most comfortable pants you will ever wear. To me, the best thing about Beta Brand is I can wear these pants to work or anywhere else and no one realizes I'm in yoga pants. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and they stay wrinkle-free, so they're great for travel. They have a variety of different pants to match your individual tastes, so you can choose from dozens of colors, patterns, and cuts, and styles, including a pair with eight pockets. I like to wear those to the buffet. Just kidding. Not only has Beta Brand revolutionized office wear, but now they offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. What I think is cool about Beta Brand is you can help turn up-and-coming designs into full-fledged products through their crowdfunding platform. Anyone can join the community brainstorm and have a voice in deciding tomorrow's fashions today. And you'll even get 15% off every time you fund a new design. You've got to try a pair of these pants from Beta Brand. Trust me, you will love them. Uh, they are all I pack and travel with and you can get 20% off at betabrand.com/ag. So don't wait, see for yourself why millions of women agree these are the most comfortable dress pants ever. Go to betabrand.com/ag for 20% off. That's b e t a b r a n d.com/ag. You'll be glad you did. Now, are you ready for sabotage? Hey, uh I hate that it ends right before the lyrics start, but my like, cancel. Um all right, so today for sabotage, actually, this is really funny. Jordan, you have a story for us. Yes, yeah, so Rudy
7: Giuliani, after saying uh incessantly that he was not going to lawyer up because he didn't need it, got three lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, their names are uh, Robert Costello, Eric M. Kreisman, and Melissa Madrigal. And, uh, okay, so you may have heard Robert Costello's name because he made an appearance in the Mueller Report. So, great start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he yeah, made it. So he's from the law firm, uh, Dangle and Parton.
0: <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> yes, exactly. He, Yes, Cohen's attorney. He was, he was, before he formalized representing Cohen though, he sent this email in 2018 saying that, uh, Cohen could sleep well tonight because he had friends in high places. Uh, that was the, the dangle and pardon that we're referring to. And, and I think the, the deal ultimately fell through between him and Cohen because Cohen wound up flipping, obviously. So good choice, Cohen. That was smart to flip and not to continue on with any pardon dangling. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think it's a really good sign that he is going to be indicted and is being super investigated right now. So, this is a celebratory thing, I think, that he, that he lawyered up.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, MAGA, making attorneys get attorneys. Um,
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He tweeted something that made me think, He's gonna be indicted. Yes.
7: Would you like me to read it?
0: Yes, that'd be so great.
7: Okay, he says, I call this his uh, Twitter opening statement. Um, (laughs) he says, the evidence, when revealed fully, will show, I need like a cape and like a bar to hang from my feet on. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the evidence, when revealed fully, will show that this present farce is as much a frame up and hoax as Russian collusion, maybe worse, and will prove the president is innocent. Hilarious, he thinks this is about the president at this point. This is, like, <laughs> very much about him being investigated as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's what he said.
0: Yeah, and I'm I tweeted out, I'm like, you sound like you're about to be indicted, bro. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I'm not sure how this works behind the scene. If you're gonna be indicted, uh, I assume they tell you before they tell everybody else. And then I think you can, like, appeal it with the grand jury and then they make a final decision. This seemed to be what happened with McCabe's case. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not super sure about that because, after, like, a month or so, McCabe's attorneys met with the Department of Justice attorneys, and the Department of Justice attorneys said, we are denying your appeal to fight indictment, and so they called the grand jury back in. And normally what happens in that case is the grand jury will indict, they'll issue an indictment. But they did not in McCabe's case, uh, probably because he fucking didn't break the law. Um, but, so now I'm wondering, like, if this is what was going on with, with Giuliani, if he's in that limbo stage, he's been told but we haven't heard about it yet.
1: I think that the answer is, as Dennis Lemieux put it, well, um, indictment happened when the puck come down, bang, you know. <laughs> before the other guys, you know, nobody there, you know, my arm goes up and then the game star- stop, then start up. That's indictment. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that he totally would be worked. like
7: the worst client to have ever though. The worst. Because he thinks he's the smartest person ever and he would the, the one of the things that i read is that so many people were thinking about representing him and they were like no fucking way this guy's gonna try to lead this entire case the whole time like why would i even be here it would just be running around trying to corral him constantly wouldn't it be yeah
0: and and can you imagine trying to keep him like under a gag order yeah he has that will be issued yeah, and
7: uh, he has wings, so he's <laughs> impossible to keep track of. He's just, he's just <laughs> vampire. is a vampire bat joke. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Not like Red Bull wings, like evil wings.
0: Where are yes. you going? Oh, These bats, wings. bat wings. Yeah, yeah, yes. bat wings.
7: At least he'll have some
8: friends, though, because I feel like he doesn't have anyone to talk to right now. <laughs> <laughs> he and his wife are getting divorced and he always just yeah, keeps running around losing his shit. So maybe he hired so many lawyers, so he yeah. has some friends. And to I talk just to saw in the something that chat. made me
0: very happy too, was somebody was somebody did an article about Trump being very lonely right now. And they show him at the resolute desk. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> oh God.
0: So he's at the Resolute Desk doing this job. <laughs> and and he's just there by himself and he's just kinda looking around, no one's there. There's no paper or phone or anything <laughs> on the desk. no pens no books nothing and he's just just, Mm -hmm. edge of sketch
6: (laughs) they're like
8: (laughs) Donnie doesn't want a president today
5: yeah (laughs) he's got one of those toy phones yeah it's for you oh god
0: and they're like he's just lonely right now because who you know most presidents have, like, advisors around him. Nobody will fucking go near him. So he's, like, by himself, and I'm like, oh, that's too fucking bad. Just Kellyanne
8: left, fetching him McDonald's every now and again.
1: (laughs) It's the desolate
8: desk. I actually really like fast food sometimes. I'm not shaming. No, it's okay.
7: (laughs) It's not about the McDonald's. It's just about anything that can be used to mock him. That is it. No larger comments on McDonald's. (laughs) Go, McDonald's. <laughs> I feel like we have to apologize for everything constantly. It's like, someone's going to be like, actually, I was conceived out of McDonald's, and I find, I find that to be very
0: offensive. Uh, <laughs> excuse me? My McDonald's died last year, and I don't I, appreciate it. I feel it,
8: like I'm going to shame him for you, McDonald's, and then someone's going to see me later at 2 a.m. if we had a few beers, getting some fries. like,
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. see> you. <laughs> All right, so that is sabotage, and we do that because that could impact our next segment. Are you ready to play the Fantasy Indictment League? I'm,
6: to
0: be I'm prepared to take
2: notes. To be a indicted! A dick. Indicted! I'm going to be indicted! If oh,
7: they can't, it's going to be okay. Just calm down. I
4: can't calm down. I'm going to be indicted.
5: <laughs>
8: I hear that when I take a shower sometimes. <laughs> hear that sound clip like, Indicted! you just hear it. You just hear it when you're taking a shower? <laughs> like in your brain?
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
8: just <laughs> random t- sound clips from the show I hear in my head sometimes at random times. Yeah. That's one of them.
7: Just like an yeah. Alfred Hitchcock psycho thing where they're just like, "indicted." Yeah. That's all I say. That'd be great.
8: <laughs> I don't know why don't specifically know. the shower, but anyway. Yeah. Mm.
7: Mm.
0: <laughs> Indicted. <laughs> uh. All right, I get to go first because you went first last time. Not because I'm just saying I get to. Um, (laughs) and I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go with Giuliani first. Okay. And he turns into a bat and slips out of the cuffs. (laughs) Yes.
7: Oh my God, that would be the most amazing. Like. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Can you indict a bat? I don't know. I was saying, can you? Okay, I am. I yes, Tom frickin' Barrick.
0: <laughs> Has to happen. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go uh, with a par- with Parnas, and I'm going to add a plea agreement uh, for an extra point that I just made up as a new rule. I like that.
7: Um, I'm gonna say superseding a diamonds for
0: Freeman. Yes. Yep. That's it. I gave you a cop. Damn it. You what? Nothing. <laughs> I was gonna pick superseding Freeman, but that's cool. I'm gonna go with Lane.
7: Oh, did you write your picks down on this paper? Yes. Oh, I'm
0: so sorry. I haven't been looking at them. <laughs> You actually went right to superseding Fruman, which was right there. Oh, my um, gosh. I know. Very prescient. Wow. And I know her name is not pronounced Jislane, but that is her name.
7: I'm so sorry. Would you like it? You did write it first.
0: No. Are you sure? Yes. I mean... No, but I wrote it. But I, I put way more than enough on here. Okay.
7: I'm very you- unlucky with this game, so everything I touch dies, so you don't want it back. Um, okay. Let's do <laughs> Trump Org. Wait, is that? Let me just consult what you.
0: No, you find <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where? There we Trump go. Trump organization. <laughs> I didn't have that one. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna go superseding Nader.
7: All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Soriano.
0: Soriano. Yeah. yeah old he, school.
7: Yeah, yeah, because there was like so much reporting coming out about. Blast his, from the past. Yeah, sketchy ties. <laughs> I'm gonna do that too, Kawaja. Okay. I know. Uh,
0: Why is that? What, why'd you pick K- oh, no, I can it. I'm asking
8: why is that? Why why blast from the past? What's uh? Oh, we've not talked
0: about him in a long time.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, he's he's close to Giuliani, and he knows Lev and Igor, and Eric Prince hangs out with some bad dudes. Oh. and he, he donated a bunch of money to the Trump org. So
7: yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Eric Prince. I think
0: he's been Prince, getting on right. without
7: being indicted for way too long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know how he and Kush and, and Junior have avoided indictment. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, how many is that for me? Three. You I think
6: we have five. Yeah, I think yeah, we're, done. we're all done.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. no I, I didn't pick all those.
8: One, two. Giuliani, Parnas, no, Isley, Nader, Kawaja.
0: Giuliani, Parnas.
5: Giesling. Oh, I did. I picked five. <laughs> 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 <You're> <laughs> <right>.
6: <laughs>
5: did you know counting
0: goes away during menopause you can't <laughs> <drown anymore. laughs> all right so and you've got your five yes all right that's so, how we right? play fantasy indictment league yeah. <laughs> and now uh <laughs> i i'm i'm so glad that you're here i have some questions uh because you just wrote Uh, An incredible piece on, let's see, Mike Pence and Rudy Giuliani. So let's start with Pence. And I brought this up a little bit earlier in the show. How has he avoided being touched by any of this? He's so out of the news, out of the cycle. How's he done that?
1: Jesus. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think it's by design. I mean, I was reading the book called Piety and Power by Tom Labianco. And he goes into how Pence was selected initially and Trump at the time wanted either Gingrich as the vice president or Chris Christie as the vice president who are all like Trump these loudmouth assholes and Pence um, Manafort was arguing over and over will help you win in the rust belt because he he comes across as not an asshole you know and uh, and he, uh, he you know he he looks like somebody who's polite and he smiles and he kind of recedes into the background and like that's and
0: the shrubs. Yeah.
1: ultimately why he was selected. There's lots of weird stuff about how exactly that happened. There was a a flat tire. Trump was flying around on uh, Trump Force One, his uh, repurposed commercial uh, airliner that he had gold-plated shit, you know, put on it, Trumpify it, and uh, it landed in Indianapolis. And he was going to take off um, that night, and Pence and Mike and Parent. Mike and Karen Pence were going to fly to New York to meet Trump and his family um, at Trump Tower. Uh, Trump Tower at the time always seems like Sauron, like some Lord of the Rings kind of evil place. Uh, But there was a flat tire on this uh, Trump Force One, so they were forced to spend the night in Indianapolis. And so the meeting took place at Pence's gubernatorial mansion. So it was a much more, it was on his home turf and he was much more comfortable and the meeting went much better than maybe it probably would have at Trump Tower with the gilded toilets and all that stuff. <laughs> so uh, the, the thinking is that Manafort had something to do with this phantom flat tire to get Pence selected to begin with. Who knows? <laughs> uh, the quote in the book is, Some saw the hand of God, others the hand of, Mike, of uh, Manafort.
5: <laughs>
1: so that's how he was selected. And, and, and even at the time, it was you know, Trump changing his mind, and maybe it's going to be this guy after all, and da-da-da-da. But I think that you know Pence is there, and his role in the campaign for the entire time has been to um, disnify, for want of a better word, in, in, in the way that Rudy Giuliani took 42nd Street in Manhattan and got rid of all of the, the CD bars and replaced it with you know child friendly crap. That's what Mike Pence does with Trump. He kind of like you know he's polite and, and he's kind, he's mannered. You know people generally when they interact with him don't think he's a dick. That kind of thing. And he has a very nice speaking voice because he was a radio host. And he's got this very earnest way about him. So he'll, you know, Trump will say something crazy and Pence will say, well, no, you know, he doesn't really mean it like that. What he really means is da-da-da. So his job is to sanitize whatever it is that Trump is is trying to do. And he's been in the background That's a gross
0: image in my head.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go there. Um, You don't want to. (laughs) Um, so I think his role in the campaign has been almost to counterbalance Trump and, and, and be somebody to assure voters, you know, Republican voters, especially that there is a grown up in the room and he's been around a lot, you know, having a vice, the the role of the vice president in this country has uh, changed dramatically in the last like 25, 30 years, starting with gore was the first vice president who was really kind of activist and involved with the stuff that was happening. I mean, when Truman took over for FDR, he had no idea what was going on at all. He had to be like, they were like, oh, did you know we're we're at war? Oh, wow, I didn't even, you know. He was like so out of the loop that he barely understood, like he had to be brought up to speed. So it's starting with Gore, and then obviously Dick Cheney was super-duper involved with everything, and Pence is also, you know, in on everything. If you look at all of the stuff that, you know, any major thing that Trump has done... Pence is there hovering in the background.
0: But if he's in on everything, how is he not also implicated on everything?
1: Well, he is, but the thing is he's quiet, like Kushner is quiet. The two of them, I think, are are the quiet ones, and they know better. I think they're like slightly smarter than everybody else, so they know to keep their mouths shut, Mm -hmm. and that keeps them out of the spotlight. And it's easy to be kept out of the spotlight when Trump is there. So it's sort
0: of the juxtaposition to Trump that makes it seem like he's... Yeah. Out, you know, clean of everything or just staying like insulated right. when it's just he'd be, he's just not a loud asshole.
1: And there's only so much like media coverage that's possible in the universe. And Trump, you know, demands so much of it, whether it's the crimes that we, you know, enumerate over and over. I've done long threads listing all the bad things he's done. And then I get to like thread numbers, you know, point number 16. And I'm like, I forgot about all the rapes and he's you know which is it's awful to say that this is a guy who is a sexual assailant in the white house and he's done so many other bad things that we for, like i forget it's it's madness yeah. so when you Central have somebody five, like that like, like yeah you, like you just the you amount can't make of all the, the list. all the criminality and bad behavior around trump not to in the past not to mention whatever he's tweeting or doing or however he's embarrassing himself at any given moment, demand so much attention that there's only so much left that people can have to look at Mike Pence. And they've kept him, I think they've tried to keep him insulated and give him this plausible deniability of not knowing what's going on, although clearly he must know what's going on. There was the thing with Flynn back during, you know, around the time of, I think it was in February or March of of 2017 when Flynn left as National Security Advisor that Trump... Used the fact that Flynn had lied to Pence as an excuse to fire him, mm-hmm. but Pence knew all of the stuff that he was supposed to not have known i mean it was uh, um he was told by you know they were warned and all this other stuff, so he sort of that was very wishy washy We well, never really got a good explanation out of out of it it wasn't pressed you no
0: know? and I remember hearing uh that you know when Flynn left uh there was some something was said. To the effect of, well, why don't we say we fired him and Trump said, yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Now, we don't know what it sounds better than. Uh, we still don't know, I think, why ultimately Flynn left the White House. But you're right. And I do, it's not because, you know, he, yeah. he didn't tell or, you know, he told Pence the wrong shit or whatever. That was bullshit.
1: Well, I mean, and again, you know, t- to the point about Trump demanding so much attention because of the crimes, Flynn is a horrible, horrible traitor. And, I mean, he, he was lobbying for Turkey. He was in with the Russians with lots of stuff. And, and Trump was warned multiple times by Obama, by the Department of, by Yates at the Department of Justice, by Congress not to hire the guy. And he gave him the keys to all of the, the top secrets of the United States intelligence, which itself, he should have been impeached at that moment. Uh, it, it, it's madness that, and, you know, thank you. Again, you know, this speaks to Trump's judgment, but he, he took a traitor that everyone knew was a traitor, didn't listen to them, and, and gave him all of our secrets. It's, it, it's crazy. So um, Pence was involved with that in some way. We don't know exactly what he knows, but he's never been deposed. He's never been under oath. Occasionally, he'll be asked about it in the press, and he's a guy that was a debate champion. He's smart. He knows how to, like, talk, to, you know, talk circles around things. So, you know, fast forward to now with this Ukraine business, my piece in Newsweek is about if we impeach Trump and remove him because of the Ukraine scandal, because of the extortion, the bribery, the whatever you want to call it, um, if that's the reason that we're ultimately going to remove Trump, how can Pence then become president? Because he was a party to that crime. So, you know, the, the, the last line. Um, In the Newsweek piece is you don't replace the guy who robbed the bank with the guy who drove the getaway car. You know, you can't do it. So um, what did Pence know? When did he know it? Going back to the Watergate stuff. But it seems inconceivable to me.
0: But if you rob the bank during the day, it's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, then Giuliani can't be there because he's a vampire. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, uh, you know, but... Right now, we're getting all of these people coming to testify about what they knew about Ukraine, right? And the quid pro quo, the extortion, the bribery, whatever, the the crime that Trump committed. So all of these people that Bolton knew and Taylor knew and the Ukrainian, you know, or uh, Maria knew. And um, I'm forgetting. There's like 17 people that have testified. The whistleblower knew. If all of these people knew, how the fuck did Mike Pence not know? Yeah. You know? And if, he's, if he didn't know, then he's an idiot, and he shouldn't be the president for that reason.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that we've said, how many times have we said that? Like, this person has to know this shit went on, and if they don't, they're stupid, and they shouldn't be there in the first place, <laughs> so I 100% agree with you on that. And then, also, you did a great piece on uh, Rudy Giuliani, the vampire bat, and uh, but before I before I get to Giuliani, we'll talk about him for a couple minutes, and then and then when we're done talking about Giuliani, we've got a microphone over there. We're going to do about ten minutes of uh, Q and A. If anybody has any questions, you can line up over by the mic. Um, but I I wanted to ask you about the Did you know about the Karen Pence thing when she found out about the the Access Hollywood tapes?
1: I remember this vaguely. Tell me.
0: She, she was so mad about the Access Hollywood tapes. She was pissed about the Access Hollywood tapes that when they were at, when they were watching election results and they announced Trump won, she walked up to her husband and, and just like handed him something real hard in his chest and said, you got what you want, Mike. You got what you wanted and just walked away. That oh. was mother. But she was very, very, very upset about the Access Hollywood tapes when it came out. She wanted Pence to, like, not, uh, to drop out. The,
1: the, the dynamic in that relationship, by the way, based on the, the book, the Tom LaBianco book, is that Karen Pence very much wears the pants in that family. By the way, just FYI. It's, oh, you know, he, doesn't, clearly. he doesn't I mean, I know we kind of joke about it, but it's like, she was called, like, sort of the shadow governor when he was in Indiana. Oh, so. he's a
0: yeah. flaccid, wispy man. <laughs> right, right his shoulders are a little too broad for his attitude Uh, but Giuliani we've got got a couple minutes to talk about Giuliani I wanted to uh, get your insights on on what's going on with him because he's clearly people are calling him the subject of of this investigation he's the target Uh, and I'm also fascinated that there's an entire counterintelligence piece uh, going on at the same time, and I'm a little not. I'm so unfamiliar with how counterintelligence investigations work because they're not criminal. You don't arrest anybody. No one disappears. Like what happens? Everyone just sort of goes at the FBI and the CIA. Like yeah, that guy's fucking that stealing our secrets and fucking shit up. And then we just they just know, and then that's it. Like nothing seems to happen to anyone in a counterintelligence investigation. Um, and so uh, I know that you can 't tell me what's going to happen with Giuliani in that sense, but I certainly hope he gets indicted criminally
1: I think that he will i mean I think it's it's, it's sort of a, it looks like a mortal lock at this point i mean i don't, I don't see how he can possibly avoid it um, in terms of that, but the piece that I wrote on Giuliani kind of goes tracks back to nine eleven i was I lived in New York City on nine eleven so that day has special resonance for me as i 'm sure it does for everybody you know listening but uh that was the day that you know Giuliani, who was horribly unpopular at the time and had a three months left in his second term as mayor, suddenly um, comes into the spotlight and you know by his able leadership and he becomes quote america's mayor unquote and he's uh, time yeah, Everyone of seems the to year. have this
0: fond memory yeah. of him, but he was an asshole
1: well yeah, I mean, but on the day he was you know i 'll say on the day he was he was good he was um, but the reality is that. I read this great book called Grand Illusion by um, Dan Collins and Wayne Barrett. Wayne Barrett used to write for The Village Voice and reported that Trump was a mobbed up asshole like 30 years ago. Anyway, um, people should have read The Village Voice more. That's, a, that's a, <laughs> um But Giuliani on 9-11, I mean, first of all, he he was mayor for years the, the World Trade Center was already attacked in 1993, he becomes mayor, he does absolutely nothing to you know, pr- help prevent another terrorist attack, other than he created this Office of Emergency Management, which later he would talk about this great thing, but it, it did nothing. It had like one person there and like a fax machine that no one used, and it, they, the fire department- Didn't the radios
0: actually not work?
1: The fire department and the police department were not coordinated- which is basically emergency management, crisis management 101. Somebody's got to be in charge telling everybody what to do. They didn't have that. Um, yes, the radios were because of some There was something with Nextel, where the cell phone was sort of notoriously shitty in lower Manhattan. They weren't working. So when the fire department was going into the buildings, they had walkie-talkies that, you know, from the 1960s. Again, Giuliani's fault. And he made this command center, and he put it in the fucking World Trade Center complex, <laughs> even though everybody told him not to do that. I mean, e- even his, his little lickspittle asshole lackeys were like, Rudy, what are you doing, dude? No. You know, this is a bad idea. And he's like, no, no, I have to be able to walk there. We want it there. And, you know, the, my first memory of him on 9-11 was coming out of the building with the handkerchief, and he's in the dirt, and you're thinking, wow, this guy... He went right down there, and no, he, he went down there because his idiot o, o, you know, command center got blown up and, and he can't get to it, and now he's wandering the streets looking for somewhere to set up shop. I mean, that's what he was doing on 9-11, he got, and this is his fault. And because of the, the lack of preparedness, um, lots of, you know, the people that were going to, to uh, die because of the, the building and the plane, there's nothing to be done about that, unfortunately, but a lot more first responders died because of Giuliani's fuck up. So that's A. And that, so he takes this fuck up and, you know, exploits his moment in the sun and basically, you know, pimps out 9/11 for his own purposes. And he goes into a business called Giuliani Partners, which it's supposed to be a management consultant firm, but all it really is is him saying, "I am America's mayor. I am good at emergency preparedness. Let me take your shitty company and you can come stand with me and my aura of amazingness will wash over you and it will be good and all of his clients were really really sleazy like at the time like Merrill fraud Lynch,
0: guarantee uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 what was the name it was it mafia rave what was the name of the club
0: oh <laughs> the yeah <guy> owns <laughs> Something mafia rave no what, was um, it wasn't yeah, that
1: was it, you got it. Yeah, Nextel was one of the clients, um, again, which, which contributed to the 9-11, to the lack of communication on 9-11. Merrill Lynch, which um, uh, Elliot Spitzer, who was then the Attorney General of New York, was going after hard for corruption. Um, what was the other one? And and, and, and um, Purdue Pharma, he was a huge client of uh, Purdue Pharma, makers of OxyContin, cotton, I can't say it. Um, and Rudy's lobbying fucked that. They. Because of Rudy, stuff got put into place that enabled the opioid market to grow, okay? So that's who Rudy Giuliani is. He's always been a piece of shit. If you're willing to take the worst tragedy that's happened in my lifetime and monetize it almost immediately after it happens, and then, you know, monetize it in a way that, Unlike you looking for your sponsors who are all woman-owned, cool businesses, he's like the flip side of that. He's like looking for the shit-awful clients. He's taking their money, and he's uh, exploiting 9-11 for his own personal purposes. If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to go into bed with with Purdue Pharma, why not cozy up to dictators? Why not go to Ukraine and, and stir up muck? Why not go see Manafort in prison through the intermediary and find out how to treason better? You know?
0: Well, I hope that in 2020, when we elect a Democrat, um, that we are going to start putting money back into white-collar crime so that people like Epstein and Giuliani and Manafort go to jail before they're fucking 75 years old.
1: Yes. Amen. Like, the white the white collar crime thing too it's important to it, you know that's almost it that's almost like one of these quid pro quo collusion phrases that makes it seem less bad than other crimes but like the russian mob russian mob equals white collar crime right so a lot of the things that the russian mob a lot of the schemes that they did certainly in the 90s involved medicare fraud so right now, like, we're trying to get, like, universal health care and Medicare for all. Well, one way we can do that is to go after the fucking Russian mob because they're stealing money out of the system. So, you know, that's something that, that we have to consider. It's not just, you know, somebody cheating on their taxes. It's these active schemes by transnational crime syndicates that are robbing us of our money and making everybody's health care costs worse. It has a, white-collar crime has a real-world effect on everybody in this country. That's the point.
0: Yep. Agree, 100%.
8: Thank you, Greg. That was really informative. Thank you so much for that. Yes. And Giuliani, yeah.
0: Hey, Muller Junkies. A.G. here. Everyone needs a little mental refresher from time to time, a break from the stress and craziness of the daily grind or the daily beans. See what I did there? One of my favorite mental palate cleansers is the new puzzle game app called Best Fiends. Discover the world of minutia and its cute, courageous inhabitants in this friend- a fiendishly fun puzzle adventure. Collect all the Best Fiends, level them up, discover their special powers, and battle the slugs of Mount Boom. Get ready for the slime of your life. Best Fiends has an engaging story and challenging puzzles, but it's a casual game that you can play as much or as little as you want and have a super fun time. Uh, I'm on level sixty two now. And to me, it's the perfect game to keep my mind stimulated, but also relaxed. It's not timed, so there's no pressure or stress. Just a great puzzle game. That's my go-to when I just need a break. The creators are constantly adding new levels and events, so it's always fresh and fun. Best Fiends is free to download. And I personally love that you don't need the internet to play it, so it's great for traveling because you can play it on the plane or the subway. So give it a try. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters too. Five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million downloads globally. You can download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Uh, all right, so we probably have we can probably go a little bit over probably about 10 or 15 minutes. Do we have people who want to ask questions? Zero. <laughs> oh okay, all right we have somebody yay Hi, hi there. So NPR the other day said that um, when there is an impeachment trial in the Senate, um, attendance by all of the senators is mandatory and And uh, uh, Moscow Mitch also said, well, I'm not going to have any choice but to hold a trial in the Senate. So I wonder if you can sort of give us some beans on what that's going to mean for all of our senators that are currently running for president. Oh, interesting question. Uh, So what you're saying is your understanding is that you you, mandatory uh, presence in the Senate when there's an impeachment trial? That true? I hadn't heard that. I don't that. think that's true. Uh, for the vote, you just need a quorum, which is 51. Uh, so I don't know that it's mandatory that they all be there. So I don't think that they actually would have to be there. I'll look that up. Does there, are there any, is there anybody uh, Anybody in the house
6: visitor?
0: that knows the answer to that? But I don't think... I've, that I've
1: read things that about the quorum, like the, the way around it is to have a quorum rather than the full... Group Because that would, that would mean that GOP wouldn't have to vote on it, but the vote would go forward. And to answer your question, what would happen, Kamala Harris's numbers will go way up. That's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I think it would actually, that's, that's a good point. If she does have to be there for whatever reason, or at any of the senators that are still in the race have to be there, they're going to want to be there. Okay.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah, no problem. Thank
2: you. Hello. Hello. Um, I have a two-part question. The first part is uh, the much more important question. Um, Your fan that says, um, blow me, um, for women in menopause, um, where did you get that? (laughs) Asking for a friend.
0: It's not specifically for women in menopause. I just have it for that. Um, I I
2: know. I I just, you know, just wanted to know where you got that.
0: I got it from a retailer online called Wolf and
2: Badger. Okay, great. Great to know. I'll I'll tell her. (laughs) You let Um, her know. (laughs) Uh, My question is, um, you know, Trump has got these T-shirts now. um, You know, read the transcript. Um, And I'm concerned, I'd like to know your thoughts on obviously the transcript in, in, you know, non-bizarro world, the transcript is not good for him. Um, But what I'm concerned about is that in Trump world and in the people who drink the Kool-Aid and um, the people who rely on his ability to get um, people to believe what he says and his Jedi mind tricks... um, He's counting on people not reading the transcript, just like he was counting on people not to read the Mueller report. And, you know, you talked a lot about that in your show. Do you think that's going to end up being effective? Uh, I think
0: that his messaging on read the transcript, he tweets it out at least once a day also. Uh, I, I stopped responding. I used to just respond with a picture of the first page with the highlighted thing that says this is not a transcript. Uh, because well, it's, it warns that on the front of it um, And I was just countering that With every, you know, every tweet that he put out But that's, that's his messaging That's how he does it And that's I think how he uh, he's, he's communicating to his base mm-hmm. uh, He's down at I think To a 39% approval rating And I think that the public hearings uh, he, Fuck his base They're lost They're gone But it gives. don't have to worry about him anymore. I think what we need to worry about are the independent voters. But it gives the
2: senators an ability to say, read the transcript too. You know, the senators who hold the majority. Yeah. Well, Lindsey feels like he shouldn't read
0: anything. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, yeah, especially the Constitution. Good one. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I honestly think that, it, I mean, it is messaging. There's nothing really we can do to counter it until, until the Democrats, which I think they're going to start doing, at least they've been signaling that they're going to do this, is they're going to get a little tougher on the language and start saying bribery and extortion instead of quid pro quo. And I've seen that come out in their tweets, and I think they're going to do it in these public-facing hearings. And I, I was very encouraged when I saw Adam Schiff get up and simply say, look, he bribed Ukraine with your money. To get them to dig up dirt on a political opponent, and, and and they're keeping and they're trying to keep it super simple. So I'm hoping that whoever is advising the Democrats on their messaging and their language can can put it on a bumper sticker because we couldn't put the Mueller report on a
3: bumper sticker. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to Boston. So we we're talking about Pence before you were talking about Pence before and. Sure, he might belong in jail, right? But, like, and, you know, now that Trump is in power and we're, you know, we have HB1 and we have all this newfound specificity about corruption, right? But, you know, in a world where the third in line is Nancy Pelosi, no, 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 (laughs) it's exciting, but, like, not really. You know, let's just be be clear. Like, that would be great, but, like, there is no way, right, comma, right, that, like... That that would happen because, sure, we do five, four, three years of this, you know, Trump impeachment, which may or may not happen. and Then we also have the goddamn election, right? But, like, and then in what world would Pence ever be caught? I mean, we've caught him, maybe, but, like, Even when, if Pence
0: were implicated yeah. in this and even if Trump and Pence were both implicated and impeached in this, there is a way for Nancy Pelosi to not be president. They would have a Republican— uh, that they would yeah. choose and appoint before that happened. There's well, ways around it, so Nancy Pelosi will not be the president.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that would be great if she was. But, like, I guess my, my question is, and sorry if it's long-winded, but my question is, what should uh, – so HB1 is the big deal, right? And that's all newfound uh, specificity for corruption, right? But, like, what would, what would you put in the next uh, corruption bill – to make sure that whoever, because you know, if gangsters get into the White House, there's going to be a few of them, right? That's what, gangs, that's what gangs are. It's more than one person, right? So, so what would you put in the next corruption bill to make sure that the next person in line and then the next person in line, if they're guilty, how do you prevent them from taking power if it's all a media game? is my question. What what would you put in the corruption bill?
0: Uh, I personally, I I don't think you could put this in a corruption bill. This would have to be an amendment to the Constitution, but I think we should vote separately for Vice President.
3: What do you mean separately?
0: Uh, So that you can have a Republican President and a Democrat Vice President. Mm.
3: Okay, interesting.
0: Cool, bring it back.
3: What was that? Can you repeat the Comment. It
0: didn't work. This didn't fucking work. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Right. Hear you.
3: So if Hillary, uh,
1: <laughs> um, if if Hillary was the president and oh. Trump was the vice president, you don't think that maybe some crazy MAGA gun nut would try to? Wouldn't that increase the likelihood that something bad would happen? All right, I, yeah.
0: fine. <laughs> I just don't I, even understand the fucking point of a vice president. I just,
7: uh. I I think a, a good thing to put in the bill would be uh, a mandatory disclosure of your tax returns. Check. Yeah. Yeah, of your tax returns and then an investigation into anything that's sketchy. And it'd be a long ass process, but that just seems like so many so many trails ultimately I would need. also love a
0: permanent special counsel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I don't I, I actually disagree. I, I, I think that this is kind of you know a perfect storm in a way. And that setting up too much stuff it, it's kind of the, the ability to make it more corrupt is worse than whatever it would be meant to save, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, any layer it, you it, add if the, is... If the media had
1: done their fucking jobs, and if the people, you know, not the people here and the lovely people of Boston, but the people who voted for Trump because they thought he was this, that, and the other had bothered to, like, read the Village Voice, for example, you know, it, it, it's sort of more incumbent on all of us to be a little more vigilant about it. And I think that's what the founders intended... And I think that's ultimately the, and I, I think also in our lifetimes, that's what's going to happen without any legislation necessary. Mm-hmm. Although I'd like some emoluments clause, yeah. you
0: know, yeah. firmed up. I'd like to take out, I'd get rid of the OLC memo. Uh, I would also, I, I think, I think you're right. When we add layers of bureaucracy, we just make it more vulnerable to corruption. But if we what had, does that, what does um, that mean?
7: If we took like your time F- because like more loopholes potentially present just themselves, just more like, what, like, like okay, like a, like a
1: background check. Like let's say okay, everybody has to pass a background check. What does that even mean? Who does the background check? Who decides uh, if the background check is passed? That's like, um, that opens up the door for whoever that person is or whatever panel it is to be corrupted. And it's probably not going to be somebody that's making $7 million a year and could be. And that's the sort of thing that you want to avoid.
5: But the
0: other thing I think that we could and should do is we should take a look at our ethics norms and Mm. give them teeth. Yeah. Um, And I also think we should bring back inherent contempt, but that's just me.
5: Oh, fuck Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, because it's hard when you've got, when 2.5 of your three branches of government are corrupt, mm-hmm. and, and all you're holding on is to that last little bit of the judiciary, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I heard, did you see this thing where they want, somebody was proposing that the attorney general be a non-political appointee that, that goes for 10 years, like the director of the FBI or whatever, so just to, avoid, you know, take, make the AG not a political uh, person.
0: How do they get there?
1: Somebody would appoint them at the end of whatever the term is, and they would space it out in such a way that it would be...
0: Yeah, that they would just get fired and prick their own anyway. I
6: don't know. Hey,
0: Comey. I
7: think it should be... It should not be as easy as it is to constantly fire people, though, and install these acting directors constantly. That seems like something that should be written out. I don't know. Because nothing stops him from doing that constantly, so he just more or less has blanket control over
0: all of the like, different Personally, entities. if we had my way, we just wouldn't even have a president. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> like... But then we're going back to the opposite of America, so <laughs> just like it's so it's hard. Like, hey, if I could create my own government, I'd go do it right now. But
7: I do think though that we need more more laws. I think I disagree with the idea that that opens us up to to more corruption.
0: I I I wasn't was saying question, that. I think more laws is good. I think fewer people, uh, <laughs> which I think is kind of what you were getting at, but. Uh, I, I I honestly think we should have put a commission together, a corruption commission, try to figure out the best way to, to to give these ethics norms like the Hatch Act or the emoluments clause actual teeth beyond going through the impeachment process. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to get rid of that OLC memo. I think it would be a great start.
8: Yeah, thanks for your question.
0: Yep.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
9: Hi all, Uh, my name is Bridget, I live in Rhode Island. Anyone else from Rhode Island? (laughs) Woohoo! <laughs> Please join the Women's Caucus because we are in deep doo doo. Our state party is run by dinos and they tried to implement, they're trying to implement bylaws that would basically leave us toothless. It's ridiculous. It came out yesterday. Check your pro-dro and your
0: uprise. Dinos like Democrats in name only <laughs> or, right, or dinos like, right, like, old like people? That's
9: like NRA A rating in bed with the Democrats Catholic in name Church. only. Yeah. Anti-choice. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Join the women's caucus. Um, I'm an executive committee member of the women's
5: caucus. <laughs> 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 anyway. Thank yeah, you.
9: Just like you all say, just like Gaslit says, go local, go, um, get active that way, and everything. And and it, and it is. It's, it's it's. I've done that, and uh, I did the lights for Liberty. I organized the protests with two other people down in uh, Rhode Island this summer. So it's been it's been a good way to get yourself through all this, to get really active local. But back to what I came up here to ask you about. Um, Don't we not even need to get into bribery or extortion? Isn't just, and I read this on, if anyone else follows, Terry Kanefield, I would love if you guys had Terry Kanefield on your show. She is, like, one of the best. I love you guys. I love her. I love Seth Abramson. I love... Uh, Gaslit. That's my follow all the time. On Tara. Tara. What's her last name? Terry. Terry Canefield. Yeah. Terry Kingfield. Yeah. T E R, I, Canefield. K A N E okay. field. Yeah. Kane-field. She's amazing. Um, anyway, so. She's uh, pointed out, and Rachel Maddow, my best friend I've never met, um, (laughs) has also pointed out... Don't you love her? Don't
0: uh, you just think she was born to do this? She is here at the right time, right place. (laughs) I fucking love her. Uh,
9: They've pointed out that it's a violation of the emoluments cause just to simply ask for anything to do with the election. Never mind bribery, never mind extortion, never mind quid pro quo. The ask... Itself was a violation it of the is it right.
0: is, and it's also a uh, federal criminal law that you can't do that and I think that the reason I like them to use bribery is because it says in the impeachment uh article of the Constitution bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors it's right there it's a short word De- uh, Republicans can understand it
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not latin.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: it's bribery and yes i know that this is also extortion but to offer a white house meeting in exchange for dirt on a political opponent that simple act of bribery is what the fucking article of impeachment was written for it is what it was written for and like i you know and so i think i mean there's so many ways that they could attack this with you know language and stuff like that But I I agree with you, just the ask, and that's the one thing in all the Republicans' defenses, all the goalposts they've moved, um, they haven't been able to answer the question, but you're cool with asking for dirt on your opponent? Yeah they have none of them will touch it well oh, it's bad but it's not impeachable
9: i looked on don jr's twitter account and he actually said like oh now they're dropping quid pro quo because they can't get it so they're moving to these other this other talking points which is like no nah, bro we we were doing the other things and you brought up quid
0: yeah quid pro no quo. no douche right. we get it you don't
9: yes. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for, yeah. very much for everything you do i love you so much thank, thank you for all everything you're
6: doing
1: Just um, to your question about about Terry and her thread, her thread, her point about the quid pro quo, which I think is two weeks old now, or three weeks old, she wrote it a little while ago, was that it wasn't necessary, so we shouldn't pursue it. But she was thinking, or maybe assuming, or fearing that we would not, that there wouldn't be an obvious quid pro quo. But now that there is, (laughs) showtime. So...
9: So, first of all, welcome to Boston,
7: since no one else has said so. Um, And I just have information for you. Uh Uh-oh. Night night notes are not notes that you write at night. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Thank
5: (laughs) you. (laughs) They
7: are, in fact, notes that aides of various sorts at various levels write during the day and they are given oh. to the principal to take home with them at night. They are essentially Mike Pence's homework.
0: Okay. It's like thank the you book so much in that the devil's product.
7: Yes.
8: This is the fastest correction we've ever had. Live yes correction segments.
5: <laughs> we just
0: got a live correction.
6: Thank yeah, you, you correction. so much. Thank you. Yes.
5: <laughs> night notes,
0: baby. This year. <laughs> That is I, great that they have those. I know. Yes.
7: I'm, I'm just going to think the devil wears problems about, about them now. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
4: Hi, I'm Bob like- Angeli okay. from Revere. I was watching CNN today, and they were interviewing Fareed Zakaria, who explained for the first time that he had been scheduling and was days away from an interview with President Zelensky uh, where he would announce the investigation into Burisma the Bidens, the 2016 Democratic, um, you know. Triple cross. Tri- yeah, the, the, everything that the bribery and uh, extortion was about. And it, it was about an interview on a major American network where they would say that Biden and all these other things were being investigated that would become a soundbite uh, in uh Republican ad going on for the next several months and that this you know was the ultimate goal uh of uh the bribery and extortion that a long investigation would take months, die in the news, probably revealed the nothing that was there uh months later, but they wanted to get a, a kick uh in a sensitive place to Biden. Uh, when he was struggling to you know, re- retain control of the um, election process.
1: That's a great point, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I read the same thing. And it also speaks very poorly of CNN, that they would allow that to happen without vetting it. Um, you know, the whole th- it, it, it makes you wonder where, where their priorities are.
4: The whole thing all fell apart when the, the whistleblower complaint was revealed. Everything hit the fan. Trump had to release the money, uh, and the interview was canceled.
0: Yeah, and there were two uh, stories put out, uh, I think, by Washington Post, and, yeah. and I think maybe they were both Washington Post, but it was journalists, uh, journalists and whistleblowers that prevented that from happening two days before it was going to happen. And so uh, journalists and whistleblowers are heroes. Yes. Amen.
2: I want to go back to the transcript because we do have the transcript, we can read the transcript, we also know that the transcript is not verbatim and we also know that the transcript somehow mysteriously was designated this super high, high security clearance so why can't Congress or does Congress have the power to get a hold of that actual recording and wouldn't it be extremely powerful if we heard this conversation with Zelensky and Trump's uh, whatever Trump did Well, there's no
0: recording on the American side. Uh, That made me say, maybe Ukraine has a recording. Uh, And I do think it might be worth it to subpoena the actual rest of the transcript or what's in the NICE system. But that could take a while, and they would also probably refuse to do it. It would go to court. We would have to go through the appellate process up to SCOTUS. It would end up, it could be the Nixon tapes, but the smoking gun part of that conversation is already public. You know what I mean? And so do we, I'm wondering, do we really need to get that full transcript unless we can get just a recording of it from from Ukraine? Uh, I kind of have a, a worry that if we try to get that transcript or a recording of that call, the Republicans will say, see what you already have There's nothing wrong with, and that's why they have to go get the rest of the whole thing. Mm. Where I feel like we should just say, we don't need the rest of the thing. Here's your fucking bullshit right here. You gave it to us, and you broke the fucking law. And I feel like kind of that's the way we should go with it. Because I've been battling, like, should we just... But I also want to subpoena everything that's in that system. (laughs) I want to see the call with MBS. I bet it has to do with Khashoggi. I want to see the call with Putin because you know it has to do with fucking over Ukraine anyway which was Bill Taylor's nightmare scenario that he was talking about in his text messages would he even have released the military aid if this didn't all come to to light so I think there's benefits in it because you could put it next to what was released by the White House and say look you lied but I don't know I don't know that I don't know that Pelosi wants to wait wait for it
1: there's one interesting thing about um, the transcript that what you were talking about reminded me of, which is that Trump released it, right? So think about it this way. He (laughs) He releases a document in which he implicates himself with an impeachable crime, but he has not released his taxes. So, and he's gone to great lengths to avoid that from happening. What I heard is that they're coming too. Pelosi was waiting for the taxes. That was going to be the thing that was going to get him. And this Ukraine thing kind of fell in her lap and kind of um, sped the process along. But those taxes, we haven't mentioned them yet, but those taxes are coming. And when we find them, um, if you think, do you, if the taxes were good and made Trump look good and innocent, we would have them by now. They would be like, he would skywrite them.
0: He couldn't even cherry pick and release certain parts of them. Yeah. They're all bad.
1: Yeah. And the, and the the thing about him being audited, too, that's his constant, well, I'm under audit, you know, that's complete bullshit because it's too complicated to audit. Most audits are done by, you know, of people that are not super rich because it takes less time and, and this and that. And if somebody's audited once, they're not usually audited the next year. They're not usually audited again ever, somebody like that. So yeah. that's just a bullshit excuse. Like, he's hiding something, money laundering, cough, cough, in his taxes, and Russia's it's going to come out. Loans. And again, we, we're, 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 there's all this other criminality, and we've forgotten about, you know, the money laundering thing that he's been doing for the last time. Well, it's like weeks. you
0: said, we put that list together, and you keep remembering, oh, yeah, shit, the this, yeah. and the, oh, yeah, shit, mm-hmm. the that. And, and so, you know, be, be kind when, you know, if I'm not, or if somebody in the news isn't covering something, uh, because, <laughs> you know, you get the, oh, what are they distracting from? You aren't talking about this. This story just died. Why? You know, and you're like because there are literally 9 million other stories right now and it's not personal um, there's just a fire hose of news and a fire hose of corruption and uh, that's why we have to register and vote yeah. <laughs> do you
7: have any final thoughts before I make them sing uh, thank you this city is really cool and everybody has been so kind and welcoming and amazing <laughs>
0: This is my favorite part it's my favorite part of show. <laughs> the show you this these tables and you guys you're group 1 the, you guys here group 2 you guys group 3 okay now uh, you guys over here i need you to sing this note ba- And then at the end, you all go, fucked. (laughs) So who's fucked today?
7: Giuliani. Yes. Yes.
8: (laughs) Giuliani is fucked.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, are you ready for my favorite part of the show? All right, everybody. Giuliani is fucked. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I've been AG. I'm
8: Jordan Coburn. I've been Mandy Reader. Thank you so much for coming, Greg. Thank you for having me.
1: me.
0: This is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn with engineering and editing by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, production, and social media direction is by Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder, and our knowledgeable listeners. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is mullershewrote.com. MSW Media.